Full disclaimer, I spent at least five hours preparing for this one single episode, and it was probably the most stressful experience of my life, and here's why. Uh, Maybe a week or maybe two weeks ago, someone asked me about my top books, and so I committed to creating an episode, and there's a video that goes along with this if you actually want to watch it on the YouTube channel. What are my top five books? And I had to go through hundreds of books to try to find the top five, and I still don't feel prepared. I'm like, no, 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 maybe this book, no, maybe this book. And so I finally just had to pull the trigger and said, this is as of this moment in time and space of where I am mentally, energetically today at 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. These are my top five books. I picked them out yesterday on Sunday. Today I made one little switch. And I truly hope it serves you. These books not only help me level up my life, they help me become a better coach, they help me ultimately become a better marketer. And none of these books are about marketing, by the way. They help me become a better human. They help me in business and entrepreneurship in making more money and serving more people and really help me massively. And I can really credit these five books on the success that I get to enjoy and keep building and energetically how I feel and what it is I do and the levels of action I'm able to take. And these books really taught me a lot, and they continue to teach me every time I reread them. And and many of these books I've read 10, 15, 20 times. They're all tattered. They're in front of me. I'm going to be reading my favorite passage out of each book, which you can imagine. I'm like, every, every page is really good. So we'll see what happens. We'll have some fun with it. And if that interests you, stick around, and let's get into it. Welcome to the Coach's Corner Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you turn your knowledge, your gifts, and your story into an online coaching business. This podcast is and always will be free to listen to. My only ask is if you extract value from these episodes, simply subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review, and get automatically entered into winning $500 every single month. For more information on the giveaway or to explore all of the options we have on serving you, check out www.lucasrubix.com and I'll see you there. Alrighty, welcome back. Now, I've got five books in front of me. I am going to give you a brief story around what the book did for me. I've got one or two pages uh, bookmarked here. And I'm just going to read a small passage from each book because I think it'll do the book more justice than me trying to explain what the author's trying to say. And then you can decide for yourself. And my challenge to you is to A, listen to this episode, and B, if you've read some of these, awesome. But if you haven't and one intrigues you, uh, try it out. I'm always so open to recommendation when it comes to books. And sometimes I read a book and I'm like, eh, it doesn't serve me right now in this moment of time and space of where I'm at mentally and physically and energetically and where my soul's at. But you always learn something. Now, the first book I have in front of me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up to the mic and scratch it. Ooh, I'm going to flip the pages. Like the, the book smells like an old book. I've read this book many times. It's been with me. Um, on many flights into many different cities. It's been in my backpack, in my suitcase. It's tattered and torn, and I love it. This book was the foundational book that really, really helped me level up. Now, just to give you a little bit of uh, insight as to when I picked this book up, I had a business, and it was doing okay. Like, I think I was doing like $10,000 a month, but I was really stressed. Not stressed. I was getting angry at myself because I couldn't, seemed to master much of anything. I was like a jack of all trades, doing a lot of things, 
working with a lot of different types of clients. This is back in the fitness. I was doing some mindset. I was doing that kind of that kind of work. And I was just, it wasn't clicking. And I was getting really, really upset. And I was reading a lot of books by then, but it was more information, more knowledge. And I was trying to apply it, but I just felt like I was just all over the place. I picked this book up by Robert Greene, Mastery. And I never read it because it was a pretty big book. Uh, how many pages? 350 pages or something. And I felt too busy to read a massive book. In my frustration, I try to do things that I absolutely love to do. The California coast and driving the coast, to me, is one of the most inspirational things I could possibly do. So I looked up a seminar to justify and write off my trip. And I found a seminar, attended it. It was a mastermind for two days. And then I rented a Camaro SS. I love cars. And I drove the coast of California from basically LA, kind of halfway up to San Francisco and back. And I read this book in the hotels and I read this book on the beach and I couldn't put it down. When I came home, I finished the book and it gave me insight into mastery, into that 10,000 hour idea, into putting in the sweat, learning the skills. And I will read with you the first quote. He, he quotes Van Gogh. Um, that opens up the entire book that I think will give this book a lot of justice. Everyone holds his fortune in his own hands. Like a sculptor, the raw material he will fashion into a figure. But it's the same with that type of artistic activity as with all others. We are merely born with the capability to do it. This skill to mold the material into what we want must be learned and attentively cultivated. This book really taught me patience. Developing skills, putting in the time, understanding that there's a process to this thing. And now when we're working with clients, I'm constantly reminding them, develop the skill, be patient. We help carry them through that, that pain of growth that happens. And many people quit, unfortunately, because they don't commit to mastery. And so this book really made me dedicated, committed, and created a, a somewhat of a creed, I guess, or a somewhat of a deep down belief and enjoyment into putting in the work. And so then on page 62, this was very hard to do because I don't want to do more than one or two pages from each book, but some of these books are like 500 pages and each book is gold. So I had to be really picky choosy, which is why I think you can understand this took me hours of preparation and, and I still don't feel prepared. But here's page 62 that I think really summed up a deep and deeply ingrained belief that I created after reading this book. And, and to give it context, he's talking about mastery. When you really fall in love with the process or with the idea or concept of mastery, your sense of pleasure becomes redefined. What offers immediate pleasure comes to seem like a distraction, an empty entertainment to help pass the time. Real pleasure comes from overcoming challenges, feeling confidence in your abilities, gaining fluency in skills, and experiencing the power this brings. You develop patience. Boredom no longer signals the need for distraction, but rather the need for new challenges to conquer. I'm going to put this book down because I'll just read this entire book to you. Again, this book really grounded me in a place of mastery, and I, I hold that so true. Every time I'm learning a new skill, like right now I'm really getting into filmmaking, and, and I'm taking courses and reading books and spending like 
up sometimes till one or two in the morning because my passion drives me in this whole new realm and, and taking our content to the next level and meeting with videographers. And the first few things I'm doing, they're not that great. But there's like a, a pleasure to it that give me six months and I will be an amazing cinematographer, filmmaker, and understanding cameras. And that can help me take my life to the next level, help me take my message to the next level. And there's this pleasure that comes with it of being bad at something or of being not that great at it. And mastery really ingrained that. So if you're interested in that, Robert Greene's Mastery would be a great book for you. Now, book number two, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. This book was once I dove into Robert Greene's world, I just bought all his books and I've reread this book, I don't know, probably 20 times. It is a long book, probably 500 pages or so. But it's got 48 quote-unquote laws. When Robert Greene worked in, well, he worked many different jobs, but he was in corporate America and then in entertainment and in Hollywood, he saw this huge power struggle and how people came to power. And he also loved history. So this book will take you back to like the 1800s or 1200s or, or like the 500 AD and probably BC. I'm not a crazy history buff, but it talked about, you know, the power struggles back then. And then he always seamlessly transitions it into real life in this day and age, in business and entrepreneurship in the corporate world. And it's not a book. A lot of people, I think, misread it and are like, wow, this book's really vicious. I could never do that. And I think that's the point. I think this book teaches you what to look out for. And so you can understand people's power games and you can learn how to divert it. You can learn how to, you know, take the power back if someone's trying to take your power. And I thought it was a brilliant book that really taught me a lot about entrepreneurship. And there's this one, uh, Law 6 was, I was actually, I, re I read this book in California again. And I was sitting on a curb when I read this Law 6. I was like in Long Beach or something. And it just instantly changed the way that I started marketing as well. Although this book has nothing to do with marketing, it really changed the way that I, I marketed. And law six is court attention at all costs. Everything is judged by its appearance. What is unseen counts for nothing. Never let yourself get lost in the crowd then or buried in oblivion. Stand out. Be conspicuous at all costs. Make yourself a magnet of attention by appearing larger, more colorful, more mysterious than the bland and timid masses. He talks a lot about, in that chapter, talks a lot about businesses or ideas or books or concepts that really caught out and, and caught momentum, uh, really touched the lives of millions of people and changed the world as a result. And it all came down to the ability to get attention. If no one knows you, no one will buy from you. And I took that literally and I started playing with different ways to market, to get attention. I felt it was my duty to do it. I was still in fitness, by the, by the way, when I read that book, but I took my business to that next level, especially online, and it was by really understanding attention. And in marketing terms, that's driving traffic. That's getting attention online and driving traffic to your offers, yet the book has nothing to do with that. But it was a fascinating book that I highly recommend, and you can just read one chapter at a time, one law at a time, and see how you can apply it or how you're getting possibly screwed by it so you can adjust your actions or your perception or your understanding of it because people play power games all the time. I think that's fair to say. Book number three, The Big Leap. I was actually working on the oil rigs when a friend gave me this book. I actually think this is still her copy. I don't think I ever gave it back. So I apologize for that. But I do actually think we talked about it and I think I Amazoned you a book 
this is like years later when when um, when I was building a business. But anyways, I was on the rigs and very unhappy. But I knew there was something inside me to get to that next level. But I kept hitting what felt like a ceiling. And I just couldn't bust through it. Every time I got close to a financial goal or close to quitting or sometimes I even quit, I'd come back. So the big leap is, uh, well, how to, I think, really explain it is, I'll just read the first page here. The one problem that holds you back. I call it the upper limit problem, and I haven't met a person yet who didn't suffer at least a little bit from it. Even if you're already extravagantly successful, I can promise you that your own version of the upper limit problem is still holding you back from achieving your true potential. In fact, the more successful you get, the more urgent it becomes to identify and overcome your upper limit problem. If you don't clear the upper, pro upper limit problem out of the way, it will drag on you until the day you die. I know these words may sound blunt, but if our positions were reversed, I'd want you to be just that blunt with me. When I read this book, it unleashed something in me and it helped me get to the next level. I quit my job, which was on the oil rigs. I began studying my craft, which I wanted to get into fitness. Then I started my business. And then when it was going okay, I'm talking like six or $7,000 a month, I coasted. Reread this book, smashed my next upper limit problem, 10K, 15K, 20K, made a very difficult transition out of that into I was doing some life work and some vision work and then I was doing some mindset work and then I just realized I love marketing, I love storytelling and I made the transition into that. But before I did, I reread this book. Nowadays, like I remember hiring or looking for someone to help. I was like, whoa, I, I'm sabotaging myself. Reread this book. $50,000 a month, reread this book because we hit a ceiling. 60, 70, $80,000 a month. And I'm, I'm talking money-wise because I think that's a good indication of the impact you're creating. Every time I feel, hey, we're coasting, reread this book. And it seems like the more success I see, the more upper limit problems, um, the better I become at identifying them, but the more important it becomes to fix them or to remove them. I think that's a better way to say it to get to that next level. And so this book, I think, is a great book. It, this book is so tattered. I did a six-month trip to Panama on a dirt bike, and this is the one book I brought. I brought a, a few, but I gave them away on my trip, but this is the one book that I just kept rereading. So it's in pieces. It's tattered. Um, recently, I hired another coach, and they recommended me reread this book because I've got some brilliant ideas that I've been kind of holding inside me and maybe not, not taking full action on, and this book unleashed that yet again. And so it's a beautiful book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Highly recommend it. We're almost through. Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. I've got page 37 highlighted here. This really got me into subconscious work, which, uh, I don't know, this is probably five years ago. Yeah, probably five years ago, four years ago. That really helped me level up my life personally, like how I feel energetically, how I respond to crisis, to situations, and who I am as a human being, which helped me take my business to the next level. And uh, I think this sums up the entire book. Your nervous system cannot tell the difference between an imagined experience and a real experience. In either case, it reacts automatically to information that you give it from your forebrain. Your nervous system reacts appropriately to what you think or imagine to be true. Now, that's not revolutionary. I think most of us understand that. We don't know the difference. And, uh, you know, I always use the example of like someone talks behind your back and you hear about it and you hate the person or you're angry, and so you confront them, and they're like, no, it wasn't true, and then you realize that, no, it actually wasn't true in the first place, but because you thought it was true, 
you felt some way. You, you, you had some emotions, like someone really talked behind your back. Someone really stabbed you in the back. You thought someone stole money from you. You get upset. And then you realize it wasn't true, and now you're not upset anymore. It wasn't true all along, but you believed it to be true. And that book really was the gateway to me for studying that stuff. And since then, I mean, it's been unreal, the depth that you can get to, and it really helped me become financially independent um, from the system and from creating. I mean, I used to make 30000 or $40,000 a year. If, if I don't do that in a month, it's a bad month. And so it really helped me level up my perception of a lot of things, the way that I view the world, the way that I craft my thoughts, the way what I choose to focus on, and making sure there's that subconscious and conscious alignment. I call the conscious mind the goal getter, or the goal setter, apologize, but the conscious mind is the goal setter. We consciously set our goals, and the subconscious mind is the goal getter, the operating system, the thing that actually allows us to take action. Many aren't people aren't aligned, and so they set a goal consciously, then they are beating themselves up because they're not taking the level of action they should be taking, but it's because they're not aligned subconsciously. There's still beliefs that are holding them back from taking that action. And that book was the first book that kind of brought me into that world. Fifth book, and I'm totally cheating here, but I didn't really define, like when I was asked, hey, what are your five favorite books? The rules weren't that set. And so I played within or outside the lines, maybe a little bit here, but I had to do it. I started thinking like, well, Napoleon Hill, like those are classics. Or, you know, James Allen, Wallace Waddles, like all of those classic, classic authors. And I was like, I need to pick one of them. And then I remembered I had this book. It's called The Prosperity Bible. It's in front of me. It's exactly 1,200. <laughs> oh, boy, 1,260, probably five pages long. And it has every personal development book known to man, those classics. So for a few. Think and Grow Rich, of course, by Napoleon Hill, Acres of Diamonds, Russell H. Conwell, A Message to Garcia, As a Man Thinketh, by James Allen, The Game of Life and How to Play It, The Science of Getting Rich, Wallace Waddles, love that book, uh, da, da, da. In Tune with the Infinite, Ralph Waddle, Waldo Trine, uh, what else do we got? The Secret of Success, William Walker Atkinson. The Art of Getting Money by P.T. Barnum, beautiful book. The Way to Wealth by Benjamin Franklin, and I can keep going. So, yes, there's like 30 books in this one book, and they're all the classics. And uh, so, you know, I apologize if I cheated, but this book, and, and I don't think I've read every page of this book. There is no way, but half of this book is highlighted because uh, I just gave up, like all the other books I had, the classic books, I was just like, this one book holds them all. And it, every time you open it, just read a few pages, you get some wisdom. And I think those are like the, the godfathers or the grandmothers of all books, of, of all kind of the ideas and thoughts. I love going to the source because it's the most raw. And that book holds a lot. So again, it's called The Prosperity Bible. And it's got, well, every book you'd ever need to read about personal development and at least the, the foundations of it lies in that book. So I highly recommend picking that book up. That is really 30 books in one, but hey, it's one book. So there we go. So again, Mastery, Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power, Robert Greene, The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks, Psycho-Cybernetics, Maxwell Maltz, and The Prosperity Bible by 30 different authors. 
would be my top five. Now, I've read hundreds, if not, I don't know, three, four hundred books ever since I got really into entrepreneurship. Funny story is I used to never read. Like I hated reading. And then when I actually read a book I wanted to read that wasn't forced upon me by the educational system, I was like, whoa, this is cool. You can get someone's entire 52 years of experience into your brain in, you know, four hours, six hours, 10 hours if you're a really slow reader. And then I picked up the skill of speed reading. So I can read a book in two hours and get the information that I need from it. And the basic skill of it is scanning the page, but also reading the first sentence and the last sentence and making a quick decision. Because a lot of books have a lot of fillers. And so I can go through a book in an hour or two. And so I used to read a book a week. Nowadays, I, I take my time a little bit more with it and really implement it. But I love books. I'm a huge geek when it comes to books. The knowledge, the information, the potential that each book holds to level up your life is massive beyond even our grasp. One sentence can change a world. And so I continue to read and develop. So hopefully this was of service and of help to you. And hopefully, uh, let me know at Lucas Rubix on Instagram or at Lucas Rubix on YouTube. Let me know if any of the books really spoke to you or if you have any other recommendations. I'd love to hear. You can go to www.lucasrubix.com to find ways to connect and to grab a whole bunch of free, awesome stuff we have on the website from free courses to helping you build your online coaching business to marketing courses to masterminds and masterclasses and everything else in between. You can check that out at, again, www.lucasrubix.com. And if you're really, really serious about building your online coaching business, check out the Coaches University. It's a stay until you get paid coaching program, meaning we work with you until you get paid and you get to join our community and the 12 months of masterminding and the two times weekly calls a week and the daily questions answered. It's a beautiful community of coaches that are all committed to building an online coaching business. So if you want to tap into a community, tap into others' energy, tap into bigger ideas and really get the support, the accountability, the coaching and the guidance, the step-by-step guidance you need, check that out again, lucasrubix.com. And with that said, I'm out of here. Truly hope this served and I'll talk to you soon. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.